New it was a terrible running pickups. It was more like the um, the League Cup than the FA Cup. And I feel like the underdogs have got more chance in the, <laughs> yeah. in the League Cup than they do in the FA Cup. Yeah, I think... I, I, I think that, actually, I if I was a better man, which I am terrible at, but I am, um, I would go with a Shingo win. Wow. So what you're saying is a card is going to put the kids out. <laughs> he's gonna okay. that's, yeah, that's yeah. I, 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 I heard that he's chosen to rest the tombstone in the money clip. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's still gonna play the rainmaker. He's not. Yeah, still, obviously, but, obviously yeah. you have to play the rainmaker every time out. But trousers. What's the equivalent like of a of like putting the kids out? Is it just gonna be like a young lion with like bleached hair? Is <laughs> <laughs> she happy? <laughs> when they run off the ropes, he he can't do the drop kick. He's just wrestling, so he just has to do a flapjack every time. It, it would be funny if he came out as like the TNA, you know, like superhero. Carto, <laughs> was it? Yeah. <laughs> wrestling should be fun. Should be fun. Wrestling should be fun. Wrestling should be fun, should be fun. Wrestling should be fun. G'day friends and welcome to the Wrestling Should Be Fun podcast. It's what the nerds are watching. I'm your host, Dom Philp, on the mic. Not too hard, not too soft, but just right. And we were thinking there are not enough wrestling podcasts on the market. It is completely undersaturated. So here we go. The Wrestling Should Be Fun podcast, episode three. And this is going to be our regular format for the foreseeable future until we think of something that is more engaging. Let us know what you think. You can expect three regular segments today. We're going to kick it off with what the nerds are watching That's where we talk about things that we've been watching this week. It could be current wrestling or it could be wrestling from the past. Then we've got our main event of the evening, the meat and potatoes. The crux of the podcast is when all four of the nerds bring forth one idea for discussion to the roundtable. And then finally, we've got a brand new segment at the back end called Booker Bingo, where we randomize about 700 wrestlers, pick out two, and we have to book the feud and the match on the spot between those two wrestlers it's going to be a long one here today we've got plenty to talk about so let's get right into it with what the nerds are watching i've been watching you a la 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 long a la 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 long 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 come on a la 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 long a la 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 long 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 so we're gonna okay so uh wrestling should be fun part episode three uh, and I'm going to cut this all up and stuff, but we're going to start off with our new regular segment, the maiden voyage of what the nerds are watching. Um, has anyone got anything they want to bring to the table about wrestling that they may have watched this week? It doesn't have to be current. Uh, anyone watch anything good or bad? I watched, um, yeah, I, I went back and watched uh, a bit of hot DDT tag action with Eruption versus Nautilus from last year, which was an app, which was an absolute banger. Um, and you can and it's it's on DDT's YouTube channel, so you can find it. And it's and it's essentially like because as well as being like tag teams, they're also fa- I'd probably call them more of a faction than a stable, because Nautilus is only three of them. But they have um 
they kick off with they have a six man match before yeah. um which is straight before attack and then eruption win and Nautilus the fucked and then they go straight into having a tag title match and it's with eruption as these just like cool badass lads and Nautilus these proper kind of old school baby faces and it's just it's just great 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 tag team wrestling and yeah and obviously DDT gets a lot of talk for its its comedy stuff but there's some yeah there's been some absolutely banging uh, banging wrestling this year but yeah that, that's a, a, a go on to the in, interweb and I think if you just type in Eruption Nautilus 2020 and you'll either get some weird porn or you'll get this DDT match <laughs> watch whatever you want but the, I'd advise the lads Chins. The cool premise of the kind of badasses then coming straight up for them uh, for their match. <clears throat> so, so was it pretty much like the um, underdog team fighting from like where they've been beasted for twenty minutes and then they have to yeah, strike away from spot on? Yeah, spot on. And and it's and it's great. It's a really simple dynamic, but yeah, just really yeah. Good selling, good stuff. Yeah, is that with a crowd? It, it, it's got. I think it's got a partial crowd. Okay. If I remember rightly. Nice. Um, so yeah, it's um, yeah, just 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 yeah, just just good stuff. The only thing, the only other thing I watched was um, I don't know if we'll leave it for other people to chat, but uh, progress. <clears throat> kick off, kick off with that now, or I'll leave that for the yeah. guys to chip in. Yeah, I don't know if anyone was going to say that they watched progress for. Their... Thing this week, I, I I haven't watched much. I do I do watch AEW and NXT every week, but I, I didn't have any major takeaways from that. I also uh, last night um, I couldn't sleep because it it was sort of my first day back. I'm a school teacher. I probably say it every week. People go, we know, um, but I just first day back at school after a week off, and I couldn't get to sleep. Um, so I, I remember Brummett recently saying that he thought that Money in the Bank 2011 was like, I don't know, you said something ridiculous like best WWE pay-per-view outside of WrestleMania or something, I think. So I put that on. And um, obviously I was asleep before the first match started. So, <laughs> so <laughs> I saw none of it. Um, but I was I was sort of laughing to myself because you made this big claim about how good it was. And it's a card that's got, I think it's Kelly Kelly versus Brie Bella. Yeah, that, 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 that was the one I was, that was actually the, the opener. I went, a lot of people remember this for one match and it's Kelly Kelly versus Brie Bella. <laughs> but, I, but yeah, like I said, I didn't make it that far. And then, but yeah, progress. So um, I guess a lot of people have some um, uh, some memories of progress and what's going on. Like I, I haven't really got any bad things to say about it. Um, and I know a lot of people online have a lot of bad things to say about it. But uh, from just a purely in-ring product i think everyone's working really hard and um i think luke jacobs is bloody impressive fuck me yeah yeah um and he's fucking 20 oh ridiculous what like when i was 20 like what was i didn't even i was playing tony Hawk pro skater and eating fruit oh wait i'm still doing that um (laughs) but like and the, the other thing outside of luke jacobs that really stood out to me is mambo i I mean, I, he's lost two matches, but I, I've never seen him look so good in the ring. The glitter can get in the bin, but <laughs> I've really, really been impressed with Mambo. So that's my little two cents for you know what we've been watching this week. Um, what have you guys got? Any progress hot takes? Nothing that's burning. Just that I probably enjoyed the Cara match just as much, if more, than anyone. I thought that Ridgeway match was great. I thought it built really well. I like Ridgeway anyway. I think I like him more than the average person. I just, 
I think he's quite unique in the landscape of British wrestling, maybe especially now because he's quite good at that style that a lot of people are trying in terms of just booting people. And I liked how he won the first match and with the, the punk to the head. Yeah. And that played into the finish of the second match, you know, with Kara scouting it and knowing that it was coming. And yeah, I just thought it was a really good match. Um, but I, I was impressed with the Maloney match last week as well. I just think, yeah, Kara's doing well with the defences. I just, I, I really like the parts of the Kara match that aren't the actual moves. Like, I've really started watching closely, like, just little things. And I don't mean the entrance. I mean, like, like when he when he won, like, his facial expressions, it was like this combination of, like, joy but also relief. Like, by when he, he like, I thought Ridgeway looked better when Kara beat him than any other time in the match just because Kara had this, like, incredible look on his face of, like, oh, thank fuck I've got past this yeah, guy. I got that. And I, like, you just don't, you don't see that when wrestlers win matches very often. And I was just like, that's so good because that's what I'd do if I was ever in a fight. I'd just be happy to survive. <laughs> like, yeah. Luckily, I'm still untested. Oh, and I'm. Yeah, I think I think that's definitely been the, the positives from from this progress. I thought, in certain certain cases, the the in-ring action was was improved from the last chapter. I still think it's the issue of, I, I, the, the, I find the production really disconcerting. I think it feels to me like, um, Kevin Dunn's Nick the Riptide cameraman, because it's it's like it's like you can see what they're trying to do. There's some guys that different. Oh well, like let's try a bit of that cinematic stuff. But I think they kind of miss the wood for the trees a bit, and they don't. And if, well, if you compare it to Riptide and you watch their matches, they do have those kind of sweet camera shots and, and less hard camera, whatever. But it follows the narrative of the match well, and I, I've been taken out of quite a few of the progress matches because I think the I've really not enjoyed the production at all. Um, not not to mention the I mean I was really excited when Roy Johnson got the got the job. I thought you know I, I used to love his his, his segments. I thought he's, he's, a, he's a really good pick for it. But yeah, there's no other way of sugarcoating it. It's been absolutely horrendous, really, which is sad. And hopefully he'll turn around because obviously he's a charismatic guy, but I don't know if, it, if he's got out of the bed the wrong morning on tapings or he's a bit nervous or something. I, I don't know. But um, yeah, and the commentaries are not for me, Clive, either, especially the, um, I thought in the I thought in the main event, they were pretty good in the Jacobs Allen match. I thought, oh yeah, these have got better from last week. I'm enjoying this. But then the main event, they went back to kind of, I don't know, just uh, like they, they try to sell it to me. Like I'm just watch, watching it, like a card or Omega four. And it's like, it's a good match. But it's come on, come on, lads. Let's turn it down a bit. But yeah. all, all, that, all that crap aside, I thought the, um, I thought Jacob Allen was fantastic. Absolutely loved that match. I thought it was so good. Um, and agree with Conley. Enjoyed, enjoyed the main as well. But, but yeah, to echo Dom's thought, Jacob's, fuck me. He's, he's going to be a star, isn't he? He's just amazing. Just this like mank Stan Hansen. Interestingly, same same week as well as, as um, I'm sure Ross is with his love of NXT UK. I'm sure I'll seg- segue into this one for you, Ross. But um, seeing Regal's kid, fuck me, he similar, just no nonsense, great. Could be out of the snake pit, that kind of British wrestling. Absolutely fucking love it. What do you think, Ross? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Jacobs and Matthews, as he's known in NXT UK, um, they feel like that, like. They're chip off the old block, really, don't they? Um, young, technically sound, broad-shouldered, really seasoned. I think um, Regal's kid went to the dojo in Japan. Yeah. Um, so he's obviously well-seasoned over there. Um, but yeah, that was the first that I've ever seen of him. And obviously he was in there with Tyler Bate, and Tyler Bate can have a good match with me. 
<laughs> like, <laughs> like you have to kind of I guess see what it's like up against someone of a lower caliber than bait but but from what I saw so impressed um absolutely loved it that and the finish was absolutely brutal the the uh, the uh, flying head kick um that seemingly sounded like a fractured skull from Matthews <laughs> um and then a deadlift um finish on him as well from bait with with that incredible strength that he's got i absolutely love that match and i thought it was a really good um episode of um nxt uk as a whole actually when's um, the la- when's the last one you didn't enjoy there was there was one time in the 90s when it got preempted for the westminster <laughs> dog show and <laughs> um, the the women got a, um, got a decent crack at the whip, as they always do. Um, Zaya Brookside and Nina Samuels are going down the kind of the Butlin's fun route with the carrying the bags gimmick for um, for a month now for Nina Samuels. Um, and she's got this kind of brilliantly kind of, um, um, she's, she's kind of on the rocks. She um, was trying to carry the bags and her heels were getting caught in the, floor and she was falling over and it's very very silly but it's a lot of fun and it, it, and hopefully it allows Zia Brookside to show a bit of character because outside of being a very sound wrestler her gimmick is just kind of smiling and not really bringing too much to the table on that side of things so hopefully this angle as silly as it is brings that side of out um side out of her and I thought the main event was really really good I know a lot of people were down on Gallus um but I'm a big fan of them um, and I think that they had a good match with Pretty Deadly. And I think the finish um, was the right outcome. And we've got new uh, new champs on NXT UK with Pretty Deadly as the new champions. Yes, boy. The absolute boys. Yeah. yeah. I'm <laughs> so glad that happened. So glad. Yeah. Is, they... is, is Gallus' theme song the worst in wrestling history? I absolutely love that track. <laughs> 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 to me, it sounds like a Black Keys B-side. <laughs> I think it's just because I imagine Wolfgang singing it. Do you mean Odd Future Wolfgang kill them all? Yeah, is it yeah. Tyler, the creator? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Frank Ocean and those lads. And just um, mention one more thing, but I also watched AEW and I thought the main event between Phoenix and Archer was absolutely brilliant. Um it was very much um, um, a chip off the old block of uh, the Osprey Archer match, which blew everyone out of the water with, and was a large reason why I guess Archer was signed by, by AEW, um, where he had his coming out party after being in Kez for so long, and replace Phoenix with Osprey, and you're getting just as great wrestling, and a real good kind of dichotomy of big man, little man, almost as good as Kevin Phillips and Nile Quinn. What are we what are we saying about that? Like, is it do we think it's comparable to the Osprey match? Like I assume everyone's seen AEW this week. I have I haven't seen AEW. I'm probably the only one, but I haven't seen it. But I've heard that match was great. Brother, did you have any any thoughts? Because I know you love Lance Archer. I mean, I just I just it what yeah, I watched the match and it was, you know, and I love Phoenix and it's technically sound, but just I just can't get into a match which is a bloke who looks like he's 42, but he's, like, out at the back of the Corn Exchange in Leeds with a cider, like, trying to, 
you bang some 14 year old like Grebo girl like just sort your life out like he's got to go to like he's got to go to the bank looking like that <laughs> fine when you're 21 but just sort your life out mate put your cold chamber CDs in the bin and get an haircut and a suit you're my vein fan <laughs> yeah <laughs> Your the your logic for disliking some wrestlers from it is so flawed because like it's the wrestling industry like everyone do, like like every single wrestler is like that like yeah, but, but I think you can there's the things that you can get away with like and I think when you're younger you can have like that kind of being a bit have a bit more of an outlandish gimmick but you just think like if I met I always think if I met that wrestler at like at a party like. Like, would I get on with him? And I just think, no, he's, I just, I'd, I'd leave, I think. If I went to a party and I saw Lance Archer, I was like, this is not the kind of crowd I want to be hanging around with. I definitely have a pint with Lance Archer over Phoenix. What are you doing, bro? <laughs> I, I, can, I can speak a little bit of Spanish. I'd be fine. <laughs> I, I, think, I think that would be, I think it would be bad to have a beer with Lance Archer. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for our main event of the evening. Today's roundtable will feature Green Mist, Liverpool title victories and MDK all day. That's before we get to our special surprise topic. This is the Wrestling Should Be Fun Roundtable. We thought we'd try this format format out now that we've been through our uh, 2021 prediction episodes. Is each week we all can bring one topic to the table to discuss, and it can be completely random. It can be um, completely meta. It can be straight up. It can be about current wrestling, past wrestling, women's wrestling, men's wrestling, intergender, midget, TLC wrestling. But um, yeah, we're going to take it in turns. Um, so. Maddie Connolly, you want to lead us off? Yeah, I'll start. I don't mind. Um, mine's kind of uh, from the Bromwich School of Predictions of a bit free-flowing and no real point to it. I just wanted to write an ode or say write, speak about how great Green Mist slash Asian Mist slash Heel Mist or Face Mist in certain uh, moments in history, thinking of Tajiri's run, um, is like one of the best things in wrestling. I've always said like the two things I'd want in my wrestling company, if I ever got the chance to run one, would be that everyone is 300 pounds plus and they all have green mist or a variation of the green mist. And I'm half joking because I realise that that is an extensive amount of mist. (laughs) But I bloody love any wrestler who's got a mist and it makes them 50% to 100% more interesting than they were previously when they get the mist. Um, I don't want to insult anyone, but does anyone want a very, very brief history about how the Green Mist came about, or will I be it's preaching to brief. the choir? I, I mean, I do. It's very brief, and I'm no expert, but um, I'm, I, this feels like something that Brum is very much in your wheel. Yeah, I, I, presume, I presume you're going to talk quite a lot about the great Kabuki now, right? Yeah, basically, uh, all the Kabukis. Um, 
So yeah, like so it, it came about. It's actually this like podcast room renamed all the kabuki. All the kabukis. <laughs> Three kabukis will be referenced in this story. So strap in, kids. Um, maybe four if we include Asuka and Kabuki Warriors. Um, so basically, yeah, uh, it's um it's American invention. Uh, Gary Hart, the manager, probably most famous for um WCCW. Um just loved the idea of a Japanese hill. And he was he was strangely obsessed with Japanese culture and particularly Kabuki theater. Um, and I'm not sure where the point is between him being obsessed with those things and a wrestler knocking around in the mainly 60s called Great Kabuki, spelt with two O's. Um, I'm not sure where that crossover happens, but Gary Hart basically has this idea that the Von Eric, his boy in WCCW, Von Eric, needs a menacing Japanese hill to come in and get all that Pearl Harbor heat. So he's he comes up with this um, Japanese wrestler, the great Kabuki, to come in. So originally, Kabuki is coming out and throwing spider webs on the audience uh, as like his kind of party trick, and audiences love it. But it's costing Gary Hart like $100 a show to like load up Kabuki with these spider webs. So he's like, look, it's getting heat, but I can't, I'm going to be out of pocket with this. So one day his wife's at home. Uh, this is the legend, but I'm, I'm going to say it's true. His wife's at home cooking uh, cookies and drops the food colouring and the penny drops. Oh, we need this in wrestling. So allegedly he fills a condom with food colouring and gives it to his new wrestler who he is calling the Great Kabuki and brings him over to his house and goes, listen, practice blowing this up in the air. It will be a spectacle and people will love it. So Kabuki learns, he sticks the condom in his mouth and he blows out this cloud of green food colouring and it looks great. They end up running it. They run an angle uh, where he blinds Fritz von Erich with it and it goes over gangbusters and the crowd eat it up and Telly announced that von Erich's lost his vision and he doesn't know when he's going to be able to see again. And I just think like it's brilliant. Like just that concept is so good. Um, so yeah, Kabuki's like a star off the back of that, basically. And obviously, eventually a babyface comes back and fights off the evil Japanese dude. Uh, it eventually obviously gets to Muta, who they say is Kabuki's son. Um, he gets the mist and again, runs similar success with it. Um, the two other things that I'll mention about the history of it are that apparently Gary Hart would tell the other wrestlers, kayfabe brother, 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 uh, when they would ask what the mixture was he would just tell them it was monkey piss so no one wanted to take it um, and in the interviews on telly when asked why kabuki had this mystical power he would say uh, that it would it was because he hated americans so much it created this bile in his stomach that he was able to <laughs> tap into uh, and and basically spit at the american dudes i'm going to extend my love of mist as well there's one guy that like falls out of it i mean you could count kanamaru now because he spits whiskey i would say that counts as a mist um, but like a popular one that I think's missed that maybe doesn't count because he's not a Japanese dude is Gangrel with the blood and yeah. drinking from the goblet. Again, just made Gangrel instantly cooler. So yeah, green mist, black mist is even when they go really evil and then they get the black mist and it like blinded Nidia that time. Yeah, even better. I just love mist, guys. Do we all love mist? <laughs> well, can, can I quiz you, Matt, quickly? So you've, you've, mentioned, you the green, you've mentioned the green and the black mist. Do you know all the mists and what they do? Uh, yeah, there's red. Yeah, that burns their eyes, right? Yeah, and blue is... Sweet. Knocks you out. Yeah. yeah. 
and there's a few others that yellow I, I think yellow paralysis paralysis uh, and then purple <laughs> yeah. oh you think that's good purple's memory loss <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so so much booking to be done this sounds like this sounds like the pills you get in fucking one of the clubs <laughs> in london <laughs> I'll, I'll take memory loss and burn oh, eye. Give me, give me a half a yellow. <laughs> <laughs> now, but see, this is where the storytelling all the kabukis. <laughs> this is where the storytelling is great, though, because there are so many mists. Like you don't even need all these red and blue ones, even though they're all fantastic. But it's just like green. Yeah, he's going to blind you and win the match, or he's going to miss and blind the ref, or he's going to miss and get his tag partner, etc. And then the black mist is just so good because it's like the heightened drama. Oh, I love it. Bloody loveness. See, my my thing about I, I've never really thought too much about it, but the thing that always was a barrier for me, and I, I'm glad you brought it up, Matt, because I, I want to ask you, because you're also the resident referee police, right? Like, it, the mist is illegal in matches. And, well, I'm correct in saying this. I think it is illegal, but should it be? There's another why, kind of words. Well, like, like why... <laughs> like, how how are, how are wrestlers getting away with this misting and like because like in the well, I've only ever really seen it on in like WWE maybe it's been performed better in other places but like their, their face just goes all green or red like what the referee are they are we to believe the referee is colorblind like what I don't know he's the, been like all right so for example if if a wrestler was sick in the ring would that be a disqualification if the sick went on someone so what you're saying is be- <laughs> he's gonna so, like, if you take the, the Gary Hart explanation, right, that it yeah. is bile from their stomach because yeah. they are so annoyed. Like, you can spit at an opponent, can't you? That's not a DQ. I, I think it'd be an aggressive one. Is that a DQ? A spit? I... Oh, you've got banned for a bunch of games, didn't he? <laughs> I... See, Christian spat Orton and won a title. Razor Ramon used to throw that toothpick every match. Yeah, that's got to be... See, I'm, see, I'm having that it's a natural... It's part of your natural body, and therefore, it, Kanemaru whiskey. That's where I'm saying, okay, that's a DQ because he's using that whiskey bottle to aid his mist. But getting, if you've just got it in you, if you've summoned the power of mist, I don't think you can be. I know it is a DQ, but I don't think it should be. Sorry, if um, Conman starting this promotion of all wrestlers that have got to be 300 pounds and, and, and everyone has mist, then it's perfect for the fact that the, the referees are shit because. You can hand them all the memory loss mist, and it's fine. It covers it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. fair. Yeah, fair play. So on that, Matt. So yeah. do you think that every wrestler is would be better with mist? Is there right. anyone that wouldn't? Timothy no. Thatcher, do you think? You imagine better with mist. Hundred percent better with mist. Are you telling me like Thatcher uses all his little submissions, right? He can't win the match, and then all of a sudden he spits venom in a guy's face at the end to win. Yeah, he's infinitely better. Uh, the only question I would ask, which is against me, which is a fair um, thing, is in 2021, is it um, maybe not politically correct to just give all the Asian wrestlers a green mist when you want to turn them a heel? Because obviously they did that with Asuka and uh, Kairi Sane. So I'm talking myself out of it. But come You've gone question. down. When you said it's not politically correct to do miss, I thought you were going to talk about pandemic and COVID and body fluids. Oh, no, 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 no. You've, <laughs> it's wrong because it's given it to all the Asian wrestlers. I thought, I'll be, personally, I thought it was a great shortcut to show Asuka had gone evil when they gave it to her. But you could make the argument that wrestlers like Sue Young and Asuka having it is maybe 
in 2021 racially insensitive? I don't know. I, I'm not educated enough to answer that. Did you guys ever play um, WCW versus the world on PlayStation? <laughs> that was oh, the I... first time that uh, you could use the, the uh, green mist when you could pick Great Muta and you could do the green oh. mist. That WCW versus the world, that was a, like a European only release. Like if, you, if you've got a copy of that somewhere, I believe it's actually quite expensive. Like I think it's pretty rare. Oh, really? I believe so. I, I, I think I read that recently when I was doing Tony Hawk research. Time to get in touch with um, Shalfie, the master of eBay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we shouldn't have let you go first because I'm really going to be showing up here. <laughs> no, no. I just felt like I couldn't just come to the table and go, lads, missed. Good, innit? <laughs> so I felt like I had to do at least some of the... I knew some I mean, of the Gary Hart I'm stuff. Gonna do. But, <laughs> some of the Gary Hart stuff, but I, I didn't know about the spiderweb stuff. So, yeah, no, it's all cool. Well, I suppose... I. I might follow on from there and go second. Just let me get my notes here. Nicholas Rudiger Gage was born on the 21st of June, 19... 19- no, not really. Um, my topic is I think that... I don't think this. I, I actually do not think this at all. But I was just interested in what people would think if AEW signed Nick Gage. Um, his actual middle name is fucking Nick fucking Gage. <laughs> Um, I guess I'll start. So I, the reason I was actually just sort of trying to think of something to bring to the table and I, I thought it's the first episode, I better come up with something that's maybe going to promote a bit of fence sitting or the opposite and get people maybe passionate one way or the other. And I really think that like Nick Gage is so weird because like I, obviously I, I run the Wrestling Should Be Fun Instagram and maybe like 20% of the wrestling related posts I see on Instagram are Nick Gage related. Like everywhere I see MDK all day, I see this everywhere. He's got like this real, real cult following. And I like, obviously I liked CZW. I used to watch the tournament of death every year, like without fail. I like, I, I, but Nick Gage was always the one for me that I thought was like, never really stood out to me. I like compared to Nick Mondo, I thought he was rubbish. Um, and, and like, so I've always sort of had this thing about like, oh, well, I've been, I've seen Nick Gage wrestle for the last 20 years. So yeah, I kind of like him, but I just, I find this cult following really interesting with him. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen much of the GCW stuff, like is, uh, I don't know if he's improved a lot, but really my premise is, can this cult following be like drawn upon to make some money from an actual mainstream wrestling company? Well, I bring to you, what if Nick Gage were to come in and work Kingston and then Moxley and then Orange Cat and then, and then, you know, murder Orange Cassidy and Colt Cabana and then leave. Have you you seen the Nick Gage Orange Cassidy match? Well, I knew it was, I haven't actually seen it, but I knew it was in my, it's in my mind for a reason, obviously. Yeah, really, really good match. Really good match. Uh, I think on on my, I know this doesn't really work for an audio podcast. But Ross, I don't know, with his hat on covering his hair, looks a bit like Nick Gage. <laughs> he does a little bit. He's that off. I mean, his, his elaborate bed frame is not something that Nick Gage would have. <laughs> but I think Ross should start off. So, despite looking like him, um, I'm incredibly scared of him because I'm a pussycat. Um, and he clearly just does his job well because I knew nothing about him other than the, um, the aura of Nick Gage. I've never seen a Nick Gage match aside from what I saw in that David Arquette documentary. 
and it scared the living daylights out of me. Um, I know of the fact that he went to prison for a fairly long time. I don't know what he went to prison for. Or that and I robbery, I think. Is it bank robbery? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think I think he just he just robbed people. It wasn't <laughs> like it, it was nothing serious, like you know, <laughs> like not calling out people who were named in speaking out or anything like that. Like it, we, we we can let bank robbery go. Yeah, so so for me, the fact that AEW are going down this deathmatch route, it it certainly strikes me as someone that would be on their radar, especially I'm like I'm sure that Mox in, in particular is is seemingly ticking off these kind of things that he wants to do because he felt like the, the last five years or so in the WWE he was held back a lot creatively. I feel like Tony Khan's given him kind of carte blanche to kind of do what he wants. And if he says that he wants Nick Gage, I feel like Tony Khan will get Nick Gage for him. Um, but in terms of what I know about him, Dom, I must admit that I don't know much about him, but I know enough to, to know that he's a real deal in terms of like character wise, like just the aura of what it brings to a wrestling match. Like, like I could feel the weird, like just watching that documentary, I could feel the crowd re like realizing almost like Arquette doesn't quite realize what he's got himself in for. It, so I, I like, I liken it to sometimes watching a Suzuki match where you're just like, if things go wrong here, this guy might just decide to fuck the guy over. Like, yeah. and I'm sure that's like, that's probably just Suzuki working as well. He's probably a lovely guy, really. Yeah. But like when, when I, it's when I see both of those two guys, they're the ones that I watch and just go, the opponent better be careful here to not mess around or they yeah. will cop, you know, like something could go wrong here. But in terms of what I've seen, the accident that happened with, with Arquette was an accident. Clearly Arquette free, freaked out. And the uh, light tube was at an angle close to his neck, and he freaked out, and it kind of caught it. it like, it, like, it, like it wasn't Gage's fault, but Arquette put himself in that situation. It was a horrible thing. Luckily, he survived. Whereas someone like New Jack actively hurts people. I don't know if Gage is in that category. Like, can you inform me on that side of things? But that's really fucked my my one because my next one was that AW should sign New Jack and put the belt on him. <laughs> <laughs> Did I? So fr from everything I can tell, um, from from just the little things that I picked up from like podcasts and things like that, it seems that um, Nick Gage's discretions are, have all been outside of the wrestling industry. Right. Just from what I can tell, like there, oh. there could be someone that knows a lot more than me yelling at the phone right now, but that's that's just from what I know. Trying to go over old ground with speaking out, etc., etc. Like um AEW seemingly trying to 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 be a better company than the WWE and others. New Japan, for example. Would it be a mistake on their part to bring they, they've got Darby Allen <laughs> who's been accused of all sorts, right? So I don't oh, know but, if they're that but, but Gage has done his time, right? He's a, you know. Yeah, like Gage feels reformed as well. Yeah, like yeah. there's been enough time. It, plus, I don't know if AEW are that. They book, yeah, like they book a, Nelson Mandela. Those <laughs> <laughs> ghosts. I just got I, completely worked the, by that. Also, they actually booked Tyson, didn't they? So there you go. I, hmm. I, I don't think it. It genuinely seems to me that, I, and I, I made a flippant joke that was probably in poor taste earlier, but it does seem to me like the 
if something is not the hot topic at the moment, which of course speaking out is, I don't want to go into that too much, but I think if something is outside of that, people are kind of happy to be like, oh, like you say, done their time or yeah. it's like, well, this, this, and, and like I say, that there is just this cult, that there doesn't seem to be the bad smell around Gage. Like people just fucking love him for some, like for some reason. But you, Ross, you've seen this on Twitter, right? Like you run the Twitter, like you see that MDK everywhere, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see it a lot, yeah. 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 It's just, a, it's a catchphrase as well and people like them, don't they? I, yeah. I think, though, to, I think though, to answer it, Dom, I, I, I think it'd be a great, I think it'd be a really good idea. Um, I think, again, what I think you, you say for like a 12-month run or something, I think it'd be really good because I think it'd get it overdue after a while. But I think for a short run, I think it'd be maybe even less than 12 months. I think it'd be a really good move. I think he's like, obviously, Dom, you're a massive ECW boy. I think, you know, when like Pillman was an ECW and it just felt like, obviously, completely different wrestlers, but it just felt like I've got fucking no idea what's going to happen when yeah. he like, gets anyone near. And it's like that with Gage. There's just this like, this atmosphere that he brings, and it's just, I think it's great. Yeah. And, and I think, like, yeah, the, the run of matches he could, he could have there could be really exciting. Like, I think and, it'd be a good move. and this is so, there's so many more ways. I'm not going to book it or anything, but there's so many more ways now in 2020 that, or tw- what year is it? 2021, that you can like build using things like social media, where, where like that, like Pillman in ECW, or even like, do you remember when Matt Hardy got fired and he went to Ring of Honor and like he had to go back on Raw to kind of promote? And then it was almost like, okay, they're, they're all in on it now. But what it, you know, imagine if Nick Gage started just cutting subtle promos on GCW shows on Moxley. And then, like he said, or Eddie Kingston doesn't matter. One or the two, you know, you've sold out. You're fucking soft. Like I would never sell out. Blah blah blah. On social media, and then it starts to get around. All this hashtag MDK. People are starting to talk about it. Nah, Gage isn't playing. He's not signed by AEW. And then he rocks up in the crowd after six months of doing it. I mean, I th- I think I I think it's money. What, what I'd, the, I'd pay for it. This weekend's the perfect time <clears throat> after that match. You know, just saying, oh, you know them doing like a parody of deathmatch wrestling it's pathetic that's all you've got to say you know like fucking people ex- fucking explode yeah uh, I, yeah I, I, I think yeah I, I, I think it's a great move it'd be, be, be really interesting um, yeah so that's me for this week um, so two down two to go uh, what about you Mr. Matthew Brummett um, so mine was mine basically came out of obviously Walter's monstrous run um, he, he he could possibly end up in in, in NXT proper um, eventually, but who's the guy to beat him? And, a, and apart from maybe going back to the title debate piece or whatever, I was going through the roster, and I think there's one guy that sticks out like a sore thumb. And I think that if you have, if you booked, you know, a takeover in Liverpool, and just had Walter cut, you know cut a promo before it just about how he's just fucking gone through everyone or whatever and just having having Zach Gibson's music come out as like a face and still doing the Gibson stick but basically just like yeah you know you can what is it you know you say your ring sacred you can you know keep your ring I'm coming for your title I'll see you in Liverpool and the fucking crowd would absolutely explode like that there's just I can't think of any other like face pop that NXT UK could get close to with a face that Gibson, like as a one of their own kind of thing, and especially booking it in Liverpool to face Walter, I, I just think it'd be amazing. And seeing Gibson, Gibson go over and beat Walter. And the thing is, even after it, you know, you could have him you know, be a heel champion, whatever. It's fine, but I think that initial point having Gibson to be the one to go over Walter, I, I just think it's 
you know, it doesn't have to be now, it could be in six months, 12 months. Well, now it wouldn't really fit because obviously you've been out here or whatever. But I think if you did that in six months' time or whatever, I, I, just, I think personally it's absolute gold and the best thing that you could do with NXT UK. I'm sure people have got differing ideas, but I think that is what I'd do. I'd have a face. My, my pick is a face Zach Gibson to be the one to dethrone Walter for the NXT UK title. The only thing I'll throw in is that the way Brum's booked it there, I can't really argue with it. I think it would get the monstrous pop and I think the moment would be great. And that belt has kind of suffered from feeling like it's unattainable. So, yeah, I, I'd be behind it. My only, my major thing is just that I bloody love Grizzled Young Veterans. Yeah. I, know that's, I know that's like, that can still happen when he's champion, but I just feel like they're on to greatness at the moment. They, they've worked it out and like, they worked out years ago, to be fair, but they've got such a good spot and they're such a perfect team. I think Ross is even higher on them than me, probably. Like, he's in awe of them. Like, and rightly so. They're just so good that I don't know if I want Gibson to then get sidetracked with a title reign. But I can't really argue with the way Brum's booked it at the same time. So I feel like I'm, I'm fencing by saying I want everything. I want, <laughs> I want Grizzard Young Vets to carry on being brilliant and I want Gibson to take the belt. So if I had to vote for the two, I'd probably want Grizzled Young Vets to, to carry on. But I'm not saying it is a choice of evil. My my thoughts on it, I've got a I've got a couple of thoughts on it. Um, so kind of what you said, uh, Connolly, in that it seems to me that GYV's trajectory is going more American. Rather, it, it would seem to me almost a step backwards for Gibson to come back and and win that title, even though it would be better for him as a single, and he might personally prefer it i don't know but i mean it i i kind of see the vets being a tag team on raw one day i i i sort of felt like they're on that trajectory so that was my first thing um as far like you you mentioned kind of about um gibson getting a major sort of face pop in liverpool which i think would be true the other thing like in booking the match if you I, I, there have been times when heel actions in a match can still get face pops as well yeah. so I, I it wouldn't it wouldn't bother me if gibson came out to a major major baby face um reaction and then still you know if, had to cheat had to have james drake interfere like because i think people would cheer it and the the example that i can think of is like um the 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 second ecw uh, tribute show, you know, when Rob Van Dam won the title. What were those called? The One Night Stand. And and when Rob Van Dam beat Cena, and and like Edge interfered, and the fans went fucking mental because they just wanted RVD to win so badly. They didn't care who cheated. They didn't care who was involved. Like there, there was nothing that WWE could have done to have given the babyface shine back to Cena on that night. So. I mean, you, you can still keep Walter strong by keeping Gibson as the baby face there. And then I think it might be interesting what you said, if then, he, you know, the next week or whatever, when they're back in London and everyone's booing the shit out of him again. I think that would be so much fun. Um, but I like, just like don't... Brett in, in Canada and the US. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine, imagine if Liverpool became the, you know, the, the, <laughs> the bizarre, bizarro land of the north. Yeah, that would be that would be good. Do they like? I'm trying to think about um, wrestling in Liverpool. Like, the I know TNT is based out of there, isn't it? Is is Liverpool sort of a wrestling town? Because you don't hear of many 
promotion's going to run there. Um, Tony Storm moved to Liverpool to train. When he came All right. Because I know a lot of the a lot of the guys around there, the northwest, end up a more future shock. Is that Manchester? Is that their base? I was going to say future shock, but I, I didn't know where it was. I knew it was north. I didn't know it was yeah. around Manchester. Yeah, I think um, it's more around Manchester. But um, but, but uh, Drake and Gibson for the past few years have had their own training school. That unfortunately, due to COVID, they've had to recently just close. Oh, um, which is a shame. Um, but yeah, Liverpool. I think obviously you've got um, Robbie Brookside. I don't know it. Oh, yeah. The entire story there in terms of if he trained in Wigan, possibly, as it's fairly close, or if there was a training school in Liverpool, I'm not entirely sure. Um, I don't want to hazard a guess, but I think it is like a pretty big wrestling town in terms of British wrestling. Yeah, no, no, that's fair, fair. In terms of a throwback system sort of thing. I, um, I'm absolutely desperate to get to one of those TNT shows in Liverpool, but they just run them on a Thursday night. I don't know why. I, I, as, as soon as they run one on a Friday night or a Saturday, I'm there. Anyway, sorry, Ross, I cut you off there. Right. Um, yeah, so my two points were that, um, yeah, um, most people probably don't remember because they don't watch it like I do. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Most people. <laughs> <laughs> but um, NXT Blackpool, the night after the second one, I think, um, they were taped in, in, in Blackpool and... Because it wasn't the kind of the kind of overall British crowd that went to the Saturday show, the live network show. It was more people based around the Northwest for those shows. And Gibson was largely getting a face. Yeah, I remember that. That's the closest that I've ever seen to that. Because he's just perennially the, I remember the, the pop when he locked the Shankly Gates in. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's perennially like the most heat seeking guy on any card that we see easily in terms of what when we see him in london he's just an absolute heat magnet like the brixton show in particular was unbelievable um the amount of heat that, that he got but what would be quite interesting to me is that i was completely wrong on bailey in that i thought bailey should never ever turn heel i was like that <laughs> character should just stay the way that she is just forever be like that kind of hugging the world so excited to, to be part of the wrestling system happy to see everyone come, like come through their door because it's someone that, that she's respected from the past or in the future but having seen how amazing she's been as a heel really makes me intrigued to see what Gibson will be able to do as a face because even when he's reacted to by, by fans as a face he's not doing anything different so it would be quite interesting to, to like see if he was given the reins of like, here you are, Zach. Like you haven't done it in fifteen years, but go out and be a face. And, 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 and your... it would be, it would be, like, be similar to it'd be very similar to his character now, but he'd just have the tweaks that would kind of because he'd be doing it. It'd be like one of their own or whatever. And I just think you know, like I, I just think he'd get it. Would just be, I, I honestly think that I, I don't think there's a, a wrestler in the country. That would get would get that the face reaction against Walter than than Gibson would in that scenario. I just think even possibly even outside Liverpool, as long as nobody flies the flag of their hometown bigger or wider than what what Zach does, except for the Everton side. 
<laughs> like, do you, like, do you think that there's a pocket of like wrestling fans that are Everton fans that are like from Liverpool but like fuck this Gibson prick? From row guy. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, like, like even even with football, they're strange, aren't they? Like they defend themselves against outsiders, but they hate each other. Yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm just taking the football mentality, but like Everton and Liverpool hate each other. But as soon as like you come in and try and hate on them. They defend each other. Again, I'm coming from football. Mentality. Yeah, no, no, you, you you are right. You see that all. Like, I mean, the Aussies and the Kiwis, they fought a war together. You know, they fight wars together. But you know, don't don't get between us with the Bledisloe Cup. Like, it, yeah, it it happens. I, I'd bet good money that if if they did Gibson Walter, you would see um, Tony Hibbert and Alan Stubbs in the front <laughs> row support him. <laughs> no question. <laughs> I'd, lo- I'd then love to see Walter um, like politicking to get the rematch in Vienna. Yeah. <laughs> how, how good would that be? Yeah. And beating yeah. up Danny Kadamatri to get his heat to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> that is not a name I expect to hear in this podcast. Picking out an obscure Everton player from the night. Yeah, Kadamatri is one of those like long lists of like. Young Everton forwards pre Rooney that everyone thought was going to be incredible and was that James Bond, yeah, Jet Bond, Michael Branch, <laughs> Franny, Michael Franny, Branch is the other one, yeah, Franny yeah. Jeffers. <laughs> um, so join yeah. us next week on Wrestling Should Be Football. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 I think I think the summary is that that you lads think I'm wrong. <laughs> should no, no, I I don't think there's an answer to that question of who should win it. That's the problem because like yeah. they, you can make a counter argument and a pro argument for every single guy like Dragonov or Bait or yeah, whatever. I I, I I I was just kind of thinking that a lot of what you're saying you could plug and play other wrestlers in their hometown. You know, you could you could have Balor in Dublin, you could have Dragonov in Moscow. Like, <laughs> but, but, I, but, but I, I, this is where I disagree. That I think that just Gibson, it's just it's something about the character. I think when you've got someone who's such a firm, like heel, and I just think doing that tweak, and it's like, oh no, he's one of our own now. I just think he's like Craig Bellamy. Sorry to bring up football, but do you know what I mean? Like that. <laughs> but, like, but I just think, like, I just think the crowd would just love him so much that because no, he's not, it's not like he's not trying for our support. He's just coming for this big fucker that we don't like. He's going after yeah. his title, and I just think, I just think it'd be, it'd just be fucking red hot. It would, anyway. and, and I hate to bring it up because I know you hated this Brummett, but in a, in some ways, it could be similar to the reaction that Robbo got when he decided to go after Walter. You know, kind of like working man's, you know, like blue collar. Like I'm not putting up with this shit anymore in my hometown. I'm just going to punch you in the face. You well, know, that was, like, that I was going to ask Brum. Like, obviously, this isn't part of your thing, but. Would you see it as a one-night face turn, like you were saying with the Bret Hart example, or would you see it as a face run as champion? Then? I, I'm open to either. I almost, you know, like, is it Rob that just says, oh, wrestling's just about the pops? And I think in this situation, it, it, might, it might just be uh, like in that. But yeah, he, he, I think he could do interesting things as a face champion. But it, for me, it's all about that night. It's almost like, you know, like, where, like Punk beat Cena. And after, okay, sorry, no, that Money in the Bank 2011 again. <laughs> like the, I haven't seen I, the main yet. <laughs> it's fine del rio cashes in and beats him um the, uh, the, 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 but like obviously what happens after that was dog shit but it doesn't you, you can't take away that night and that's my attitude to it i just think it'd be so 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 good and actually connected to the, the one night pop it's like ross 
talking about Bailey. Can you imagine the time you know, Bailey goes out injured for six, seven months or whatever, and someone like Charlotte or even better Sasha goes on a heel reign of terror, and then just Bailey's old music pops and the fucking the Bailey yeah, yeah. or whatever pop up. Bailey the crowd would in, go insane, wouldn't they? They'll go absolutely insane for that. Like, I just think that, like, I, and and I just think I think Zach Gibson's like the same for the, the switch. You know, that it's that 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 switch. Like, oh shit. Is on our side, and oh my god, it's going to be amazing because it'd also be a brilliant match. Like Gibson Walter, I think would really, um, I, th- I think would pair, pair off very, very well. But I'm, but I will massively agree with Conley that I think GYB are, are, are unbelievable. I, th- I think I, I'll go far as say, you know, um, fuck, fuck FTR. I, I think in the books, I think GYB are the best tag team in the world. That's um, a Ross Casey take as well, I believe. <laughs> is it? Do you agree, Ross? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're incredible. They're I think so they're good. perfect. The reason, uh, not to just segue to this, but the reason they're perfect is because they can get away with all the work rate stuff because Drake can do it all. And like, they're <laughs> still heels because Gibson is like so detestable that Drake can just wrestle like a baby face, do every high yeah. impact move ever. And you're never going to cheer them because Gibson's still there. So good. <laughs> and he's also, and like, and J- Drake is also like quite handsome as well, like a baby face. Yeah. But, Gib- but Gibson looks like a foot. <laughs> Drake's so handsome he can have his face plastered <laughs> on his ass. okay so three down one to go 75% through um, Ross what do you got to bring to the table mate? yeah so um, pulling back the curtain um, three of us um, spoke about the uh, topics that we were going to be t- talking about so there's a little bit of help in hand but I'm putting you on the uh, back foot a little bit here boys like India <laughs> Don't evening. bring that up, please. <laughs> yeah, what, why would you ruin my evening? <laughs> um, so I was going to keep it pretty um, short and quick here. Two, a uh, two-prong question. What is just off the top of your head? What is your favourite entrance of all time? And what is your favourite entrance that you've seen live? So, I think my favourite entrance of all time. Just because of the pomp and circumstance of it and that it's so memorable and the fact that Vince McMahon did the did the dummy run was WrestleMania 12, Shawn Michaels zip wiring into the, um, was it the Pontiac? Was it the Pontiac? I can't remember now. Um, yeah, for his um, Iron Man match against Bret Hart where as a Bret Hart fan, they pretty much screwed him over and showed him walking gingerly <laughs> on the ice in Calgary whilst John Michaels was running the steps in Texas <laughs> building up for their 60-minute Ironman match. And it was all based around making Sean a star and massively, a massive part of that was that entrance. Um, and I think Sean Michaels pre that entrance was p- potential superstar, post that entrance, main event player. And that proved that... Uh, to be the case for the rest of his career and um, my favorite one that i saw live i don't know how many of you were there for the havoc um osprey match where it was like bring your own weapons yeah unreal and osprey came out to the prelude of the afi track that havoc comes out to yeah and uh, had like that had that fake gun and like shot four guys in the head and then the, but the last guy just broke his neck yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I absolutely love that entrance, and uh, that's that's the, one that, that's the one that sticks out to me personally. 
It's all that, like that's also maybe my favorite match I've ever seen live, but that's a whole different story. It, it's right, it'd be top three for sure. I, I, I'm obsessed with that match. I was just the right level of drunk. The grandfather clock was a yeah, I, I yeah, I just, just loved it. And like my favorite part was like leading up to the show, and they, they announced like it's going to be a fans bring the weapons match, and people were putting on like the progress fans group, like, oh, is it okay if I bring a knife? <laughs> and, and like I remember like John Briley had to step in he's like no we don't want you to bring knives <laughs> signed Nick Gage yeah <laughs> <laughs> fucking weird um I'm finding this a really tough question is anyone on, I'll, I'll jump in I'll jump in I'll um like in terms of live now I'm gonna go for consistency over one-off uh, specials I know that Ross has picked two uh, individual entrances and they're both great examples but uh, when I go to live shows I still enjoy every second of the car and wire entrance I don't care how boring an answer that is I like the whole I mean Walter would probably be in the same category of just those classical music entrances are just better um, but yeah I love Cara's entrance every time it always gets me uh, ready to watch car and wire match I always feel like I'm completely immersed once I've seen him come out mask pose all of it one day someone's going to attack him before he's finished and get nuclear heat uh love it it's great if it's all time i'm going to go back to my childhood and just say i used to as a kid get physically excited in my stomach when goldberg would get the knock on the door um <laughs> so even though now he headbutts doors and knocks himself out and it's not <laughs> as not as gracious uh when i think all time i just think that goldberg entrance used to just like get me so excited as a kid like the anticipation the entrance was longer than the match 90 percent of the time but like it was amazing as a kid can't explain the excitement um and if it's just one-offs like rusev in a tank great wasn't it yeah that was good <laughs> that was just fucking great but yeah that's me that's mine off the, off the cuff that's what i've got great picks i'll go with one and you can we can either tell me and then edit this out and we'll go back down if this is an, an okay choice or not but I'm going to go with separate the artist from the art a little bit with this. And, and it's weird talking about it because I'm not really, I've not gone back and back and I think I know what it's it. going to be. Yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not going to go back and rewatch this. I don't think I ever will for, for, for obvious reasons. But um, I, I, just, I just, when I think about entrances and when I think about things just done perfectly, um, it's, it's Star Devlin in OTT. Um, and the, because the bit obviously where where Star turned on him, and there's, you know, every, everyone talks about the, talks about the video package for that match, rightfully so. Well, probably not not now, but but back in the day they did. And, and but there's the entrance is incredible because it's just it's just in bits because it's 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 Pat Benatar's We Belong Together, which obviously they used when they were tag team, and the crowd get it straight away and they're like, "Fuck, well, this is not okay." And then he comes, and then obviously, and Star comes out, and then it's like facing the other way, and he, and he turns around. He's got the white T-shirt with the, you know the picture of them on, but then it's when he, he takes up, and then when he turns around, and he's got in in the fucking in the um, in in the in the uh, the tricolore tricolore sorry uh, flag, um, the Irish flag with uh, Gaelic for loyalty, and it's just like. And, and then, then Devlin just comes out and they start brawling on it. And it's just like that in wrestling. And it's, you know, and it's just it's annoying that, like, can't really enjoy that properly anymore. But that, to me, was just pro wrestling 
perfect, absolutely perfect. Just, just the, the story is just sold just so well, and on top of it, you just get goosebumps when you realise what's happening, and it's unveiled and unveiled, <clears> and it's just, it's just absolutely gorgeous. Especially twinned with the, the video package before it, and yeah, I, I feel really weird talking about it for obvious reasons. And like I said, I don't think I'd go watch it back, but. I don't think I can lie and say it's any other when, when that is, for me, the most incredible entrance I've ever seen in wrestling. Just you talking about it gets me, like, pumped, mate. Like, yeah. the layers to it are unbelievable. Like, it's... people who say, like, oh, wrestling, this, this and that, like, when wrestling is done well, it's so good, isn't it? <laughs> it, it, it shows a couple of things, and it, it shows that wrestling can be intelligent. Like, it doesn't have to insult your intelligence. Like, that feud, like, I, I was proud to show that to anyone, like people that, that obviously now I'm embarrassed, but you know what, we're, again, we're separating the art from the artist here. I mean, he then David Starr really doubled down and used that Marilyn Manson track when he won the I was going to say, <laughs> is there anything more cancelled than David Starr coming out to Marilyn Manson? <laughs> and which, <laughs> which, which at the time I thought was the coolest it's choice. It's the best. Uh, it was, was. Uh, and it was a big I look back his face by Ralph Harris in the background. I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have a Do you have a live memory, Brummett? I don't. I don't really know. I, I'm actually, and I know this is awful, but I'm not the biggest entrance guy. So I'll be like going for a beer each when that's happened. But on, on an actually, on on one note, the, the um, seeing um, saber come out to mother by idols for the first time what i just thought was the coolest fucking thing that is yeah. a fucking badass entrance with just him just going around just being a swaggering little cunt with that absolute banger of a tune playing it is just with the crowd like seal onto it but within still kind of it's just heel it's just uh, yeah i know it's not like a a big a big one or a momentous one but that just that i just think is fucking gold that's another that's just making me like quench for being back at the ball. Oh god, yeah. There's so many good ones, wouldn't they? Like obviously, I liked um, Aussie Open coming out to run the jewels is another one that. I liked. Oh yeah. And so Robo, good. Robo coming out to the bad times are coming. It's that's also unreal. I I liked all those progress songs. Like I sometimes on the way to shows on the tube, I'd listen to the progress playlist. Me too, yeah. Oh rampage, and like, yeah. Yeah, and then like, so my um one of my favourites that I was there live for just while we're talking about progress then was um this was more of a surprise rather than an entrance but like the moment that the music hit in the ballroom and i know what ross is going to say because it's the one chapter he missed but <laughs> when like when like no one i don't think anyone knew that the south pacific power trip were back in the country and then when keep it 100 hit and they ran down to save banks and i like i just it, the places came absolutely unglued and like that's a low-key banger like yeah like it really was yeah it, it was great so that that was one for me being there live that i really enjoyed um and then like all time uh, like if you'll indulge me to give a couple like i just like a real honorable mention to the brood i thought the yeah. broods like the brood the music and when they come up through the flames like that was so cool um gang grill like Gang Girl getting two shout-outs <laughs> yeah. in 2021. <laughs> this pod sponsored by White Wolf Inc. <laughs> <laughs> 
And so I, I really like that. But for me, like that's not one that I, it's just one that I think is cool. It's not one that game gives me emotion. That the the one obviously that is my favorite wrestler of all time. And and like when when Rob Van Dam would use Pantera in ECW, like I just absolutely loved it. Like just and he'd wait and wait and wait for the, you know, the 45 second guitar intro. And you just and the fans would be going, fucking ape. And then event you'd see his hand would always peek around the curtain, <laughs> and then he'd come through. Like I just absolutely loved it. Like, um, and then there was there was one special one, like the last ECW pay per view. Rhino just cuts everyone down, runs for everyone, and Joey Styles goes on commentary. Is there anyone that can stop the network? And then it hits. Yeah, it's really good. So that, that's probably my favourite of all time, but it's just my favourite wrestler. It just makes me gives me goosebumps now thinking about it. ECW had some incredible ones, didn't they? Um, incredible. Notable shout-out to uh, Breeds for um, Al Snow with, with all the stylophone heads. Yeah. Uh, Dreamer with uh, Alex and Chang. Yes. Sandman. Oh, Sam is his name. Oh, oh <laughs> mate. I, that's... I change all my answers to Mike Awesome. <laughs> just yeah, that's it. Would come to I ruin the whole segment. I talk about David Starr. Just cut it to just the two words. Just all of us saying Mike Awesome. <laughs> like that. I'm, if I ever get the chance to sing that at karaoke, like don't turn okay. the words off. I know them, mate. Donald's got to turn the music off it's distracting me I'll do it a cappella like 8 Mile Ross, that, mate, what a great topic, man. That's, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. yeah really, good. really, really good. Um, okay, so we, I think we've got one more segment and we're still a work in progress here on the pod, but I'm actually going to hand it over to Ross, who's going to take the reins to walk us through our last little segment here on this week's pod. E-I-N-G-O and bingo was his name Oh. This is Booker Bingo. Yeah, so uh, thanks for the new jingle, Dom. Loved it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> just what my Pantera. The jingle is going to be Mike Olsen's theme. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, so, so now, so <laughs> Dom doing the acapella. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to write completely new lyrics that fit in. Oh, to my... is it <laughs> Etc. Um, so this is the um, third segment of the podcast, which we're, which we're calling Booker Bingo, where we've got an Excel sheet of almost 700 wrestlers, um, and I'm gonna randomise two, and the 
And the aim of the game is to impress me, the booker, with how you would book the match between these two people that I'm going to tell you. I'm going to do them in a, in a second for you. What I'm expecting from you is the match type, what, what, um, what the sort of style of match will be in terms of, will it be a technical match? Would it be a et cetera, et cetera? Would it be a straight up face to face? Um, sorry, face to heel, et cetera, et cetera. And then, and then finally, how you would book the finish. So it's match type, style of match, and finish. You guys cool with that? Yeah. Okay. And I'll be the judge and jury this week. And the winner next week gets to um, sit, sit the next week out and uh, be the randomizer or the booker. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I'm going to uh, randomize the first wrestler. If it's a man or woman, do you... Do you want to be doing potential intergender matches or, or do you want to keep it separate? Intergender is surely fine. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's a fun wins. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fun way to we, we're playing a fun booking game. Okay. So the first wrestler that we've got is Gangrel. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What are we all guessing? I'm guessing Gangrel versus Nidia. Okay. <laughs> so, so first well, we up, know what the match is going to be if it is <laughs> first up out of a possible 700 wrestlers is Virgil he's <laughs> <laughs> a callback say <laughs> speak of the devil the devil he doth appear <laughs> so it's Virgil against let's have a drum roll please I'll put that in post-edit. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's Virgil versus Edge. Oh, yes, please. <laughs> I'm very, very intrigued how you book Virgil versus Edge. <laughs> I think we're going to start with, as he's the host. <laughs> Damn. I've got absolutely nothing. <laughs> Um, no, I, I okay. So I think that what I'm going to book it as is the greatest wrestling match ever, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm just going to promote it that way. Virgil versus Edge, straight up singles match uh, to to main event uh, a pay per view. I wish I was quicker and could think of a joke. Um, and we could have it at Madison Square Olive Garden. Yeah. <laughs> and what else do I need to tell you? I've got to book the finish. Yeah, so uh, the match type is just a straight up singles greatest match ever. Yep. <laughs> and then the uh, then the style of the match. So how it, like how will it play out? Okay. Um, so I can see um, Virgil to me has the, he has to play peak Virgil. Uh, million dollar man servant heel against Edge and Edge probably has to be the baby face for mine. I think that's probably going to be the opposite of everybody else. Um, and Virgil, the only way I can really see it working is I, I book it completely as the greatest wrestling match ever too. And Virgil just begs off for 45 minutes. Won't get in the <laughs> ring. It's the absolute worst shit schmooze of all time. Every, the referee keeps getting to a nine count. Virgil will roll back in and then run away. 
Edge can't get his hands on him. Um, there's a couple of spots in the middle where finally Virgil gets in the ring. Edge goes for the spear and Virgil rolls him up for 2.9. You know, the, fa- <laughs> the fans are absolutely buzzing for this. They just need Edge to finally get his hands on him. And then eventually Edge hits him, just not no, no back and forth really. Finally, Virgil gets in the ring. He gets distracted by um, someone waving some breadsticks outside, turns around, gets hit with the spear, one, two, three. Um, the match is over. Babyface goes over in 46 minutes and 13 seconds. <laughs> Fantastic stuff, Tom. Impressed. Shall I let Connolly main event it? Yeah, let, yeah okay. okay. Um, the, uh, I think this is right up his street, so I don't want to take the glory off it. I'll go. Um, I, I'd, I'd like to see one last kind of um, smarmy edge heel run. Um, and I think he's a... He's, he, he, you know, he can after after he beats Roman at Mania or whatever, he uh, he, he eventually eventually turns to the dark side. We've got a we've got a heel cha- heel champion Edge, and they're doing just some like random, you know, like um, they're at like a doing like a convention bit just so Edge can have like a big like a, a manufactured line of like a yeah. thousand people there, even though they're all paid, and he's just doing that whole like kind of um, you know I'm the it heel. And they walk past like Virgil's stand, and he's not really got anything going there. And there's just him and like uh, Christian and Angle. Angle can definitely be there, just like laughing, la- laughing at Virgil, like pushing his stuff around. And Virgil's just looking a bit sheepish and like trying to keep himself to himself. And um, like yeah, and Edge just keeps mocking him and calling him Virgil, and he's just like under his breath, just keep going. It's like oh no. My, my name's my name's Soul Train Soul Train Jones now, Whoa. but really quiet where you can't really hear it. You can't really hear it. It's like uh, my name's Soul Train Jones, and like, but they just keep pulling him and pushing him, and, and, and um, but eventually, like Virgil tries to stand up to him, and then they just beat the shit out of him, put him through the table, whatever, and then they Big do hands everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, absolutely, absolutely ruined his ruins his, his cash by night. But they, um, but then basically, then comes again. Like Edge uh, is doing his magnanimous face thing. The next night on Raw or SmackDown or whatever show he's on these days, um, brings out brings out Virgil to apologise to him, and they're bullying him, Mark on in Virgil, and he's just like, oh, so my name's my name's Sol, Sol Train Jones, and they're just like, speak up. I'm actually feeling sympathy for Virgil. And then they just like give him shit and then they just like pull the mic away, beat him up again, say same thing, same thing. And then eventually the um who's the who's the general manager now? Like Mike Adamway or something? I don't know. (laughs) It's your boy, innit? Scrap iron. Scrap iron. Of course, my absolute wrestling to watch, by the way, guys. Go fucking if you don't if you if you if you don't watch if you don't watch ROH from the mid-noughties, go watch. Adam Pearce versus Brent Albright from, was it Death Before Dishonor 6, Don? That sounds about right. I'm not real good with show names. That sounds pretty good. Brilliant. Adam Pearce is so good. Yeah, so Adam Pearce books it like, you know, just like, um, look, I've had enough of this. You're picking on Soul Train every week. You know, we got, you know, put your money where your mouth is like, Christian, (laughs) Christian and Angle, Christian and Angle are barred from ringside. We're going to have a world title match, Edge versus Soul Train Jones. And Edge just laughs it off, whatever. And then they have the match, and obviously he's old, so Edge just beats the shit out of him and just keeps calling him Virgil as he's stomping on him and stuff like that. And then you just hear, you know, it builds up and it builds up. And eventually, 
eventually he's like he's just basically a dead man. His t-shirt's been ripped off him. He's just this embarrassing state. Even he sheds a tear in the middle of the ring. Soul Train Jones slash Virgil sheds a tear in the middle of the ring. And Edge just brings him up and just slaps him. And then he just looks at him in the face. And then just like an Edge laughs at him and he goes, oh, shut up, Virgil, go away. And he goes, that's not my name. And he goes, what? And he goes, my name's Soul Train Jones. And he goes, what would you say? He goes, my name is Soul Train Jones. And then he hits him again. And then he just stops him, twats him as a big fucking, like, as a big fucking massive, uh, <laughs> massive heat segment. And then just literally gets hold of Edge and goes, my name, shouts it to the crowd. My name is Soul Train Jones. Hits him with whatever Virgil's finisher is. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then Edge kicks out. Uh, <laughs> Edge kicks out at 2.9. Eventually, just quickly um, hits him with that that silly DDT that Edge does, um, pins him, and then wins. But then he's just like shook and like just basically gets his title and walks out the ring as as much as he can. And a bruised and battered um, Virgil stands up as the crowd chant "Soul Train" is his name. All feel the pain. So that, that's how that's how I book Edge versus Virgil. Oh man, you're in trouble, mate. It's I very am. good. I'm just gonna go for callbacks and hope they play. But, um, um, so in I'll my just, world, just um, judge um, from it's just to, 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 to tell him that I loved that um, he had a little bit of um, Lana versus Nia Jackson there with the beat down through the tables. <laughs> I liked. <laughs> I liked also that he had the Say My Name, Alistair Black, Velveteen Dream in there as well. Two of my favourite recent... I'm nothing if not original. <laughs> well, strap in, because we're going we're gonna to beat that right now. We're not. But we're going to have a go. So, I have to play kayfabe, brother, brother. Uh, in my predictions, I said Roman's keeping the belt forever. So, uh, so, so Edge can't win at Mania. But he's pissed off because he, he had a good go, Edge. He hit the spear and everything. Roman kicked out and won because Roman's fucking good. So we go to the, the SmackDown overall. Doesn't matter, does it? Virgil's not on the show. Um, <laughs> after Mania. And, uh, and Edge is like, do you know what? Like, I had that match of Orton and everything. I won. I'm going to take a, a page out of his book. I'm going to be a legend killer now. Are there any legends in the back <laughs> that fancy... Fancy... Uh, a little, a little go with me because I, I feel better than ever now. I'm, I'm a bit of a legend killer myself. Virgil answers the call, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> she was like, "Listen, I've got one more run left in me. So, you either gonna kill me or we're gonna go. We're gonna throw hands." Um, so they have a, they have a little match. Um, halfway through, Edge, Edge is struggling. Virgil's better than, better than he remembered or thought from when he was a kid. He's like, bloody hell, this geezer's good. He drops him on his head on the apron from a suplex, which really knocks Edge out. <laughs> um, and, uh, and the match is actually competitive, and Edge can't believe it. But luckily, his old mate Gangrel's in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the goblet, isn't he? Uh, he's spraying mist all over Virgil. It's an absolute bloodbath. Ref's down. Edge just punched him in the brain. Um, ref's down. Uh, but but Virgil had seen this coming because he'd noticed Gangrel in the crowd earlier at the same Legends meeting earlier that day. So um, so he's enlisted the help of Tajiri, who comes down and blackmists everyone, including Virgil. 
Um, <laughs> and then the ref counts 10 for a double DQ. I'm setting up for the SummerSlam rematch, basically. <laughs> which I'm not going to book. <laughs> That's what happens. It's not as good as Brums, but it ties in all the things I liked earlier. It's Love the callbacks, Matt. Amazing stuff. Yeah. I especially like the fact that um, Tajiri was like, this booker sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to get a paycheck, brother. Oh, also, you're, you're, so by the way, by the fact that you're keeping things back for SummerSlam. So that's mm. your two misses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How many different wrestler misses are we going to get? Edge ain't going to work for another four months. Hornswoggle's misted before. He's, he? he's got a mist, yeah. We'll get Hornswoggle in. He can, he can have a booking somewhere. Tensai, he probably missed someone at some point. <laughs> Basically, the feud isn't owed to Green Mist. So anyone who's ever used it gets involved in the feud between now and SummerSlam. Also exposing this article slash podcast. <laughs> so more people come our way and go, where did this feud start? <laughs> it started right here, brother. I'm absolutely... <laughs> Delighted the fact that we randomly picked Virgil for the first one because <laughs> if, if anyone saw NXT this week, but Cameron Grimes was starting to, to do the 10 yeah. bounce. Ted oh, w. yeah, so good. And it yeah. was two days after we posted that Virgil move, which went viral. And I think our tweet might get Virgil a gig. <laughs> <laughs> this week, I'm, I'm, I'm really holding out hope that uh, Virgil's back on our screen. So the fact that we're booking a match with him against Edge uh, fills my uh, loins with with absolute love. Um, Dom, yours was fantastic. G- great shout outs to the um, Olive Garden with the uh, Madison Square Olive Garden and the breadsticks <laughs> in the front row. Maybe maybe that's the, the um, maybe that's the guys from Rev Pro. <laughs> <laughs> the guys on the pingers maybe. <laughs> Love that guy. If you're listening, ping a guy from Red Pro. <laughs> um, Bromet absolutely smashed it. Soul Train Jones <laughs> come back, and that chant that's just going to fade to black <laughs> at the end of the match, and everyone at home will be singing it too. Connolly, amazing throwbacks, brilliantly well laid out, but there can only be one winner this week, and your winner. The first ever Booker Bingo is Brum. Thanks, lads. I want Ross. Played, lad. Good stuff. Cricket <laughs> clap for that. So next week, Brum, um, I'll 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 hand you um, access to the to the to the Excel sheet. The the very sophisticated randomizer. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's not like I look at spreadsheets all day. Just <laughs> the one hour that I'm not even doing spreadsheets, I'll look after my child. Oh yeah, Ross wants to make a new <laughs> spreadsheet. I've been thinking. There's there's one thing that I've learned in that. It's that Ross thinks that Nia, Jack, and Lana invented table bumps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Nia, Jack, and oh, Lana did the table bump. I, ge- like, I genuinely, if you said to me, oh, Ross is going to say, oh, I love the callback on table spots. I literally could have named a thousand moments in wrestling before <laughs> I thought of that. This is because you guys haven't watched Raw. That was the spot <laughs> every Raw in the last 10 weeks. Yeah, I think, didn't she? She hit it like 16 times or something, wasn't it? <laughs> something really good about that. It's ridiculous. Yeah. You're Jews, brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just, 
What's a what's a worse storyline? Lana getting put through tables sixteen weeks in a row, or Miro getting put through a video game machine once? Fuck <laughs> me! Oh, like, can we like have just a moment to talk about how fucking bad that is? Did we talk about it last week? <laughs> Yeah, we did like 20 minutes last week. <laughs> <laughs> I have no memory. I have no memory. I'm going to come up next week and go, lads, right, I've got a great idea. Zach Gibson versus Walter. Give me a second. <laughs> my, my next week's hot take, it's the Mania main event next year is going to be Virgil versus Edge, and I've booked it. <laughs> right. Good stuff. Yeah, I like. I, I thought this was going to be a slimline version. We've gone nearly two hours. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my Virgil versus Edge booking was an hour of that. <laughs> I, I should have gone move for move. Virgil hip toss. Virgil hip toss. Edge blocks. <laughs> <laughs> One leaper. <laughs> won't won't stop me doing ten minutes on the front and the back for intros and outros. <laughs> gotta 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 get my shit in. <laughs> Wrestling should be fun, should be fun. Wrestling should be fun. Wrestling should be fun, should be fun. Wrestling should be fun. And get my shit in, I shall. Here we go. Thank you so much to everyone that was involved with the Wrestling Should Be Fun podcast this week. Thank you to Ross the Boss Casey for all he does over there on Twitter and for being a part of the roundtable. Thank you very much to the two Matts, Matt Brummett and Matt Connolly, for their fantastic insight. And thank you most of all to you, dear listener. If you like what we're doing over here, give someone a shout. If you found us through Twitter, maybe you want to tweet something out. If you found us through Instagram, fewer than 10,000 followers over over there but you can give me a shout on instagram until next week though this is the wrestling should be fun pod drink lots of water look after your mates